relying on the demo is the same as buying a new expensive golf club, but not working on your swing. You just heard Dan talking about relying on the demo. We all love getting a new tool to put in our sales toolbox, but sometimes we start to make that tool do too much. If you're depending on your presentation or doing a demo too early in your process, you're missing an opportunity to discover your prospect's needs. In this episode, Dan breaks down the dangers of relying on the demo and how you can make it an asset, not a handicap. Listen in as he identifies the non-negotiables you need to consider to help your prospects really think through making a change. I'm Kylie Schmitz. I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. A client of ours asked me to vet out a platform for them. So this company is trying to sell our client their platform. Their platform is a a data-specific platform. It's actually interesting. But what's even more interesting is the experience that I've gone through with this company trying to sell my client. So the first engagement was a phone call. And I was traveling and I told the sales professional, I'll take the phone call traveling and let's talk. Happy to hear what you have to say. So we had the call. I get on the call and my first question was, okay, so tell me it is what you guys do and tell me what your thought is and how it's going to help ABC company, our client. Kylie, I I listened for literally 10 minutes. Wait, they talked for 10 minutes straight? Yes. And here's the hard part. I was really listening because I felt the responsibility to truly be objective and try to vet this out on behalf of my client because they asked me to. Yeah, you really were third party neutral in this scenario. Absolutely. The sales professional spoke for 10 minutes using all kinds of acronyms that I did not understand, buzzwords that I did not understand because I am not in their space. And I I literally just couldn't follow along. Got to the point where they finally said, after I kept asking more and more questions, well, I usually do this first call by demo. So we have a demo that we use via Zoom. So I would have preferred to have the call via Zoom so I could give you a demo. What do you think that told me right away about this sales professional? I mean, gut feeling is this is just another transaction to them where if you're going through a demo without doing any learning about what the person's looking for, how are you going to customize that demo to the person? or to the organization that you're selling to. Here's the thing about demos. They should not be what you're relying on. So if your company releases a new platform or some kind of new process, or you sell a product in particular, something tangible, don't let the demonstration or the presentation become your hiding spot. And that's what this was. This person didn't ask me a single question. 
Yeah, it almost sounds like when you go straight to a demo that you are bypassing conversation and relying specifically on the technology to do the work for you. You're spot on, Kylie. And I can't emphasize this enough for our audience. When you rely strictly on a demo, it's a hiding spot. And it's a hiding spot because you don't have to take conversational risks and ask tough questions. You can go to your comfort zone, which is your performance. Did you perform appropriately on the demo? It's a complete performance. It's scripted. There's no true risk thinking or any kind of diversification in the conversation. When you give the demo, you stay in control. Here's the downside. You don't learn anything, okay? You make a lot of assumptions. And then the biggest downside is you really don't help that prospect think and debate about whatever it is that you're selling and how and if it could truly help their business. You're not allowing that prospect to gather or change or develop a new perspective on their business. So like in this case, here's the linchpin on this one. I know my client has a lot of strategic things that they're thinking through. They have a list of a multitude of different investment areas to help them achieve their next three to five year goals. This salesperson doesn't know any of that because they have not asked my client anything about that nor me. So this salesperson has no idea what the strategic directions are or initiatives of the person or the company they're trying to sell. And they don't know any of the investments, resources, or decisions that my client is struggling with or considering to make those initiatives happen. And then they don't know that their actual platform may or could play a role in that, but they don't know it because they've asked nothing at all. And so when I think about sales professionals now, you get this new shiny object, you get this new platform, new device, new process, new way to integrate systems, whatever exists out there. And then you get so excited and your marketing staff gets so excited about, here's our value proposition, here's what we gotta say, here's how we say it, here's the presentation, here's the 54 slide deck we want you to use when you go visit these prospects. But there's no questioning and learning. And so now the sales professional is chasing. My client's exact words were and are. It's a very intriguing concept and it's an intriguing way to use data. I just don't know where it fits. Oh, it's like the kiss of death, isn't it? I'm sure everybody can hear my passion about this because <laughs> it's like, oh my eye. And so I wanted to share that with our audience as a reminder that a demo should not be your lead. The presentation should not be what you lead with. When you lead with the presentation and the demo, you become the lead character in your own story. Your demo or your presentation should at a minimum support what you've learned, but more appropriately, the demo or the presentation should weave and continue to cultivate the conversation in support of the prospect's vision, the prospect's future state, what they're telling you that's important to them. The demo should play a supportive role not a lead role. Questions and learning 
will help you make that prospect the lead character. As a sales professional, you should never be the lead character in the story. You have to learn to make the prospect the lead character in the story. I think one thing that salespeople struggle to do is to empathize with the leadership team of an organization. So if you think about a CEO, for example, they have the entire picture of the organization that they are keeping in mind and guiding through every decision and getting one step closer to the vision and the goals, right? One initiative within the organization, within a specific department, has to align with all of the other moving pieces up at the top that the CEO is looking at. So if you want buy-in from an organization, whatever you're bringing to them has to align with everything else that's part of the bigger picture. Kylie, there's two things that we've always taught, and I'm still surprised to this very day how so few sales professionals do these two things. Number one, always ask and take the time to listen and learn what are the top two or three initiatives of the organization. Now, there's a hundred ways to ask the question, if not more, but the key is engage your prospect with learning those two, three, or maybe four initiatives that are paramount to that organization. But here's number two, immediate. As a sales professional, you also need to take the time to learn what are the key investments that your prospect is considering to make those initiatives happen? Or what are the main resources that they are contemplating and the potential to allocate to make those initiatives occur? Find out not just the initiatives, but what's being considered to contribute or achieve those initiatives. Those are two key fundamentals. If you want to be strategic, those are non-negotiables in your conversation. And to your point, it's so few, surprisingly, take the time to ask those types of questions or have that conversation. Imagine you have a thousand piece puzzle on this big table, all right? Yes, you can bring whatever bourbon or whatever wine you want to that little party. That's fine. But you have a thousand piece puzzle and you don't have a box that shows what the end result should look like when the pieces all come together and you're tasked with putting that puzzle together. Think how long that's going to take you to put those pieces together without a view of the finished product. And then now as a sales professional, you're going into these meetings, not asking questions, not emphasizing any kind of learning. You're emphasizing you, your smarts, your knowledge, your expertise, and how you share it in a demo or in a presentation. What you're really doing is you're trying to put pieces together of a puzzle without any view of what it should look like at the end. And unfortunately, your prospects leaving that meeting with you in the same boat. They're hearing what you say. They might find it interesting. They might find it compelling to a degree because it's new and there's an intellectual stimulant probably to it. But at the end of the day, they don't know how to piece it together. They don't know where it fits in the big picture. And your puzzle piece may not even fit into this puzzle. 
but we're trying to force this piece into whatever puzzle that that shows up that day. So I think for our listeners, here's a couple non-negotiables. Number one, you have to emphasize the learning and the questions. I get it. You go in and sometimes it feels like your prospect doesn't want to give you too much information or they give you half-assed answers on those first few questions that you ask. I've been there. But as a sales professional, it is your responsibility to figure out and improve how do you get better then at engaging your prospect in a way that makes them want to invest the thinking and the answers into your questions. You own that. So you really have to work on how are you starting your discussions and engaging your prospects so that they share it with honesty. And maybe they share with a little bit of vulnerability. What you learn, though, is the most important component of that conversation. Number two would be when you still are in a position now to present your demo or present your solution or whatever it might be, do it slowly. Engage your prospect with questions throughout. Ask them, how do you think that would fit in your business? Do you think that would fit? What do you see being a challenge here if you were to roll something like this out? Now, if you think about that question, a lot of our listeners might say, why am I going to ask that? I'm asking them what the challenge would be? Well, hell yeah. They're going to think it on their own. When your demo's over and they leave the room or you leave their office or you leave the Zoom meeting, one of the first few things all of your prospects are going to think about is, what are the challenges I face if I rolled something like that out? You've got to embrace that. That's one of those very important questions. Ask your prospect, would you guys struggle? Do you think you might struggle to roll something like this out? If you had to gain consensus and you needed to gain a majority to support this type of platform or this type of initiative, where do you think the struggles would be? You got to learn to ask that question in a way that allows your prospect to debate those struggles while you're sitting in the room. Don't wait until the meeting's over and hope it just goes away and your prospect never thinks about that. So Dan, if I'm one of our listeners, I might be thinking in my head, if I bring up these challenges or the things that could get in the way of us making this sale, am I going to lose the sale? Is it going to cost me the, the deal? Great point. So here's an easy rule of thumb that every single one of our listeners' prospects will go through. Your prospect will always overestimate what they currently have and underestimate what they could gain by doing something different with you. And they will underestimate what they could gain by making a change. Human behavior is to resist change. And that's when all those biases that we talk about kick in. And so a listener might be saying, why would I want to engage that? Again, your prospect's going to do it innately because they're human. And if you're there and you're allowing your prospect to share those things with you, you're in a position to ask more questions to maybe help your prospect become a little bit more objective about how they're viewing the implementation 
of your service, your platform, or whatever it is your offering is. And that's the key. Helping your prospect become a lot more objective as they analyze and assess doing something different with you. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's L-A-P-P-I-N 180.com. And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right. Do we have another episode? <laughs>